0: Thank you. Ти ж мене підманувала, ти ж мене підвела, ти ж мене молодого, зума розмузвела, ти
1: Ukrainian group for you there from Poland. They are called Horpina with uh, one of probably the most beloved favorite Ukrainian folk songs of all time. Pied menula, pied vela, you Deceived Me. І таким живавим темпом починали нашу програму. Добрий вечір, шановні радіосухачі, та вітаю вас всіх на радіопередачі в наш холос радіо-українського коріння, котра подіяться вам, як звичайно, щось суботе, шостій годині на багатомовній радіостанції AM1320 CHMB у місті Ванкувері. При микрофоні Павліна Макворі дякую, що ви були слухачами сьогодні вечорі та рішили перебути зі мною наступну годину. Ми маємо дуже цікаві новини Hello there, and welcome to Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB, Vancouver. I'm your host, Paula demchuk mcquarrie Pokrinska Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We have Ukrainian Jewish Heritage and Part 2 of that interview with Marla Rosher Osborne that we began two weeks ago. And she'll be continuing the story of the fabulous work that she's doing in the Ukrainian city of Rohatyn to preserve the Jewish uh, heritage there. As well, we've got other items of interest, our usual proverb of the week, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, we've got uh, an American Ukrainian-American group called Korinya. That means roots, by the way. And here they are, one of their recent releases, uh, Ukrainian folk song about... A grandfatherly gentleman who thinks he needs to go out and get a razor and clean up his look in order to attract a young lady. Here is Corinna now with Zadumau di <laughs>
2: Задумав дідо гачок, задума Ой що не хочеться, молода не піде, молода не піде, молода не піде Хоч вона піде, то не ляже спати. Ой, не ляже спати. Ой, не ляже Хоч ляже то не обернеться. Ой, не обернеться. Ой, обернеться. Хоч обернеться, то не поцілує. Ой, не поцілує. Ой, не поцілує по цілує одвернеться сплюне
3: ой серце дума дума повернеться сплюне ой серце дума дума
2: повернеться сплюне що у тебе дідуся пинай борода ой серце дума дума пинай борода
4: ой серце дума
3: дума пинай борода
2: Догочок в ранці на реночок, осів вдома в на реночок, осів на реночок. купив на гайку до у тебе діду, шовко?
5: Since 1963, the Shochanko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage to benefit all Canadians. By the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shochenko Foundation has been funding fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centres, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. Our Legacy, Your Tomorrow is the Shevchenko Foundation's first major capital fundraising campaign, and listeners of this program are encouraged to support the Foundation's efforts to increase funding for artists, organizations, and initiatives in education, cultural heritage, and community development. You can make a lasting impact on the community by helping the Foundation's Our Legacy, Your Tomorrow campaign meet its fundraising goal of $20 million. For donation options, visit ourlegacyyourtomorrow.com. For more information about the programs supported by the foundation, visit Foundation.ca.
1: Ukrainian-born circus producer and director Gregory Popovich is taking his show on its 25th anniversary tour to a city near you. The world-famous Popovich Comedy Pet Theater, voted best family show in Las Vegas and a finalist on America's Got Talent, features an amazing cast of 30 performing pets. All adopted from animal rescues. Dogs, cats, parrots, goats, geese, and more will bring their unique blend of cuteness and comedy to Edmonton, Calgary, Red Deer, Regina, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Toronto, La Salle, Quebec, and Point South. Tickets at Ticketmaster. Details at ComedyPep.com. Just not. Toronto group called Zubryka from their second CD Vechernitsi, which means evening party and the song was all about Johnny Ivanku and coming up next something quite recent this is an artist from Ukraine a pop artist called Leah and a song recently released pretty much hot off the press it's called Posvitu, Run Around the World
3: Ах життя Мандера то side of
1: Radio Piridachu, Nash Holos, Radio Kriensko, Korinia, Nabatumovni Radio Stancy, AM 1320 Advatsi at CHMB, Umisti Vancouveri. Primikrofoni, Pavlina. You're listening to Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB, Vancouver. I'm your host, Pavlina. And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now. Brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. This is Pavlina, producer and host of Nashola's Ukrainian Roots Radio. In the last episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, we spoke with Marla Rosher Osborne, who discovered her Jewish roots a few years ago in the western Ukrainian city of Rohatyn. Shortly thereafter, she and her husband left their home in California and relocated to Lviv in western Ukraine, where they now run an NGO called Rohitin Jewish Heritage. This NGO, or non-government organization, is dedicated to restoring Rohitin's centuries-old Jewish heritage, which was almost completely obliterated by the Nazis during the Holocaust. In the last episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, Marla shared with us the reasons behind her driving passion for this work, a bit about the centuries-old history of Rohitin's Jewish community, and some of the different projects she and her organization are tackling. She also introduced us to one of the people who plays a key role in her project. In this episode, part two of our interview with Marla Rosher Osborne, we'll find out more about this man so critical to her work. Marla will also provide a bit more detail about the challenges her Rohatin restoration project faces, in particular Jewish cemeteries and locating headstones, or what is left of the countless headstones that had been desecrated and vandalized by the Nazis and later the Soviet authorities. Marla, tell us about Mikhailo. You mentioned the people of Rohatin working to working with you and with the Jewish heritage community, I guess, outside of of Ukraine. Tell us about Mikhail Vorobets.
6: A very special person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He's 83 years old. And uh, in fact, we spoke about the Jewish descendants coming in 1998, working with the city to erect memorials. He was part of that. He was there. Um, He was in touch with several of the descendants that worked on the creation of these memorials and he continues to be there he is a reti- at this point a retired school teacher which is a very common characteristic i have found in towns oftentimes the person who is the, the carrier of memory for lack of a better word mm-hmm. is a former school teacher And he's written a number of books. He continues to lecture to students about the multi-ethnic pre-war population of Rohatin with the Jewish component very prevalent. Even last week, um, he lectured to some students about this. And he has been, for the last six years that we have created Rohatin Jewish Heritage, he has been our key contact in the city. He doesn't speak English, which is another reason why we always bring an interpreter with us. And it was uh, Mikhail Vorobetz, as you mentioned, that Renata met with at least once, if if not more times than that, during her visits. And I would like to add that he, on his own, for over 25 years at this point, he has been planting flowers at the mass grave sites, caring mm-hmm. for the the cemeteries in conjunction with the city, um, bringing Jewish headstones back to the cemetery if they've been found in town, and he continues to be our liaison with the city and the residents when Jewish headstones are uncovered uncovered in town for coordinating their return to the Jewish cemetery.
1: So, tell us about the headstones. That is your main project, right?
6: Yeah, <laughs> from day one. <laughs> Um, what to say about it. I, I am not a practicing religious Jew, but the first time I saw a Jewish headstone on the banks of the river in Rohatin, it changed me to see a Jewish headstone with Hebrew writing on it in a place other than a Jewish cemetery is a change, a changing experience and it speaks volumes, um, the headstones were our first encounter when we returned for that second visit to Rohatin in 2011. Mr. Vorobetz showed us headstones that had been pulled out of a road that had been opened for maintenance work. Headstones get pulled out of private gardens or as we walk the streets of Rohatin with him because everybody knows him and feels comfortable speaking with him. Mm -hmm. It is very, very common on trips for people to come out of their houses and motion for us to come into the backyard because they've had a Jewish headstone that they have been keeping, but they weren't sure what it was, what to do with it. At this point, six years on, I would say between social media and the Many, many trips we make to Rohatin in the course of the year, and also speaking with students and working with the church, the Ukrainian church in town, residents know to contact Mr. Vorobetz if they know of a Jewish headstone that is not in the cemetery. So we really have what I think is a, a wonderful momentum that's finally going after six years.
1: You mentioned some of the places that these headstones are found, gardens and, th- and things, and Mm-hmm. These were used by Nazis and then Soviets as well. Uh, they just took these as concrete or building materials. Right,
6: right. You know, I, again, as um, the Holocaust is about not just the des- destruction of people, but destruction of culture. And what are the signs of culture but the the physical. Embodiments of culture, synagogues, cemeteries, schools, that sort of thing. And one of the first things the Nazis did was to destroy the Jewish cemeteries by taking the headstones, breaking them into workable sizes, and using them to pave roads. The roads in Rohatin that we have heard about from memoirs and testimonies that were paved with Jewish headstones are largely known. So, most of the time when headstones are discovered in roads in Rohatin, it's not a big surprise because we've either uncovered them in the past or we have heard about these roads having been paved. We've had a couple of surprises in terms of private gardens. Only then, working with Mr. Vorobets, will research and discover, ah, this garden had a house that a Gestapo member maybe lived in during the occupation, or in the case of one area in Rohatin, Gestapo headquarters had the parking lot paved with Jewish headstones. So um, some of the same areas keep coming up. Although periodically a headstone may be returned to Mr. Vorbetz and we may not necessarily know where it was originally found.
1: So of course you, you won't find them all.
6: I think this project is going to outlive I mean, it's it's going to outlive me because when I've s i have started thinking, you know, Jews were in Rohatin for at least three hundred and fifty years, the Old Jewish Cemetery was active until the 1920s. You're talking probably 10,000 headstones when it was finally full and closed and the second cemetery was opened. So, you know, somewhere in town, there are an awful lot of headstones that have not been recovered. Because to date, we've probably recovered somewhere between five and 600 uh, fragments, few of which are complete headstones. So it's a project that's going to go on well beyond my lifetime. And I need to keep that in mind. We need to keep that in mind Mm -hmm. as a project that will continue.
1: Wow. Then that's a legacy, if I've ever heard one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that's absolutely remarkable. Are other towns in Ukraine following your... Um, your model are they following your footsteps and getting inspiration and doing something similar?
6: You know, actually, there are dozens of towns, and they've started long before I did um i there these days with social media, I don't think a week goes by when some project is brought to my attention, and I find this is a project that's been going on a lot longer than Roha Jewish heritage. Um, you have many, many examples. In Western Ukraine, which is what I can speak best about. And they are oftentimes organically uh, initiated. In other words, they're projects that start up in town that don't even have the involvement of the Jewish diaspora. And they sometimes approach me as a bridge to the Jewish diaspora to get them involved in these projects and to highlight that there's a memorial that's being built or that headstones have been found in this town, or somebody wants to do a project that puts a plaque on a former building that was a synagogue. And these are projects that Ukrainians in the towns are starting up, and it would be wonderful if Jewish descendants would join them in a partnership
1: interesting to hear you say that, since it was, you know, Jewish diaspora outside Ukraine that started it in Rohatin.
6: Yeah, except truly, I mean, Rohatin has been caring for these sites long before I ever came, and Mr. Vorobetz was involved with these projects, uh, you know, 15 years before I even made my first trip to Rohatin. So, um I I don't even think I'm a good example to inspire other people because this stuff has been going on. It just hasn't been publicized, not as well as it's been publicized in other countries. For example, say Poland, just on the other side of the border where – You've got similar projects, but at this point, Poland's got institutions and organizations in place that involve the Jewish diaspora in these projects to the extent they want to get involved. Ukraine is still lagging a little bit behind, and for many Americans, and I'm sure you know also for Canadians, Ukraine just seems like another planet. I mean, so little is known about it, and it's just not as familiar, and... um, Of course, for those of us that have roots in Galicia, if you have a grandparent from Galicia, your town may very well today be in Ukraine, not, not in Poland. So it's an education process on both sides.
1: It's important for you to do this, and it's it's great that you are doing it. Um, You've been on Facebook. Actually, that's for for me. I've been following you since uh, Renata first brought Rohatin and then your page to our attention. Um, So this project that you've started with your husband, Jay, um, it's an NGO now that's devoted to to Rohatin restoring the Ukrainian Jewish heritage in uh, our community. Or maybe heritage, I don't know if there's much enough people now to even have a community anymore like it did in, in years past. But at least you're restoring what's left and hopefully building on that and you're telling the world about it, and you've got many projects. We've talked about the headstones, and we're kind of, we're almost coming to half an hour, so we're going to, we, yeah. we could talk for another hour, at least, I'm sure. At about, least. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> about your, about your, and maybe we, maybe we should be, we'll talk about that after we're done this interview, and we'll make arrangements to to get, to find out more about what you're doing, because you've got different projects. Just give us, give us a list of the projects that, um, that you're doing.
6: Absolutely, absolutely. There's a new regional music that's opening up in Rohatin. It's it's a museum on Ukrainian regional history of the Opelia area, which Rohatin is the major town. And it's going, as I mentioned, to have a component of the permanent exhibit on the other ethnicities that once lived in the t- town. So we're working with the museum on a permanent exhibit about the Jewish history of Rohatin. Um, we have spoken several times with teachers and students who are interested in Rohatin, learning about the Jewish history. Uh, also, several students, believe it or not, have expressed interest in learning Hebrew. How to bring Hebrew lessons wow. to uh, rohatin which is something I need to investigate further. Um, that'll that'll uh, some-
1: be fun with your learning Ukrainian and Hebrew. Or do you
6: do you know Hebrew? No, I do not. Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) Another project for you personally. (laughs) No, I do not. That that question absolutely hit me unexpectedly when a couple students and teachers asked about that. But in addition to that, you know, they're interested in doing projects that involve studying and learning about the history of specific buildings in town, what buildings, especially buildings on the Market Square, were pre-war Jewish businesses. Some of these students are interested in interviewing grandparents and great-grandparents about their memories of the Jewish community. Uh, they're interested in making walking tour maps. Y- you see this in in other towns in the region. Buchach has a very active... Right. Um, heritage project that that is sort of centered around the writer Agnon that they've built uh, walking tours around to to see where he lived and rode etc and uh, of course Lviv has several heritage projects so i it would be really wonderful i think to even consider um Rohatin joining forces with other t- cities in the ivano franquis or Lviv Oblast um creating sort of a heritage tour and the heritage tour could have a component that's Jewish heritage, Ukrainian heritage, Polish heritage. You get a lot of Poles coming over here wanting to visit their towns mm-hmm. and understand where their Jewish where their Polish cemeteries are, their Polish churches are, and in many cases like Jewish heritage, there is not a a Jewish or Polish community there anymore. So the Ukrainian current population lives with the Polish churches, the Polish cemeteries, the Jewish synagogue surviving buildings and cemeteries. So there is a rich, rich history here with a great potential for heritage tourism. And I would really like to get more involved with that, because I think that is something that benefits not just visitors, like Jewish visitors, but it benefits the town and the residents as well.
1: Well, and, and obviously the visitors, I think, probably the most, uh, going away with a completely different view of the world and history and their place in the world.
6: Most certainly. Um, But again, I think it's a, you know, it's very, right now I think it would be a wonderful experience, for example, to bring uh, Jewish students over here to sit down with Ukrainian students one-on-one and talk. There are there are English courses that are taught in Rohatin. I've met with some of the students, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could sit and talk about what is of interest to them, and they would mm-hmm. discover they're very similar. They may live in different countries. Mm-hmm. They may practice different religions, but they have a lot of the same interests, a lot of the same curiosities, and I think it's a wonderful way of bridging differences in uh, countries, generations, et cetera, just, as I say, if I could bring somebody over here with me, a trip to Rojateen would turn them around, because it's one thing to talk about it on social media, and in genealogy-based discussion groups, it's another thing to walk the streets of your grandparents.
1: Absolutely. Maybe I'll get you to bring me over.
6: (laughs) I want you over here. Are you kidding? I'd love it. (laughs) Well,
1: I would love to as well. So that's something else for us to talk about later on. Um, One of your projects is public education campaign. Yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about that, how it's going and what you're planning, how you're planning to do that. Obviously, you know, talking on Nash Holis is one and being on Facebook is, is another
6: Yeah, and to the extent that we can write articles or participate in conferences, etc. But Rohatin Jewish Heritage, as you mentioned, is now officially a Ukrainian NGO. And in fact, I'm here to say, as of today, we officially have an agreement of a memorandum of understanding signed with the city of Rohatin to cooperate on future heritage projects. It's now official. And we have a website, which is org, which by the end of this year should be 100% bilingual, English and Ukrainian. And the website is not only a place for news about our visits and projects, and what's going on in town, but also we're very actively working on a timeline of the Jewish community. We want to have it eventually interactive with the Ukrainian Raha team community so they can contribute the Ukrainian history. At some point, I would love a Polish contribution so we can get a fuller picture of what the uh, pre-war community was like. And um, it's a way of also being exposed to genealogy, heritage, um, websites and links of events, projects, other um, heritage activists on the Internet. So it's a one-stop shop for anybody with roots in Rojatin, and it's continuing to change, and it will feature our projects, upcoming, past, etc.,
1: Wow, that is a huge project. Obviously, your it's life's big. work,
6: right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: I yeah. <laughs> well, you probably can use help then. So are you looking for volunteers to help? Um, uh,
6: volunteers, it's tough, because we're not really set up for that. I mean, it really is just the two of us. Um, we are actively working to partner with Organizations. Um, right now we're speaking with a, an American Christian organization about oh. coming to Rohatin next summer to professionally clean the old Jewish cemetery in preparation for our next big project, which will be hopefully using the headstones we've collected to create a memorial space but generally the best way to help us is if you have roots in rohatin we will of course want to hear from you otherwise the website again org certainly accepts donations they are for american citizens uh, tax deductible and 100% of the donations go toward the projects themselves and everything is very upfront and transparent in terms of what projects cost and uh Again, we're not really set up to bring individual volunteers with us, but on the other hand, once in a while, we do need somebody who can help us translate something from Hebrew or Polish or Ukrainian, and we reach out into the community, usually using Facebook or people we've met along the way here in Lviv, who have worked with us on other projects. Okay, so then
1: for people interested in keeping track of what you're doing, and maybe planning a trip to Rohatin, or giving information to others who'd be interested in going who have roots there, whatever, you've got two main places online, your Facebook page, and your website, and that's Rohatin is spelled R-O-H-A-T-Y-N.
6: Yes, it's one word, org.
1: Okay, rohatinjewishheritage.org. And also just go on Facebook and same thing? Yep. Perfect.
6: Yep, same thing. And there's a link from the website to Facebook as well.
1: Okay, wonderful. Well, wow. You've got your work cut out for you. You're wishing
6: you all the best. Thank you. We very much appreciate the interview because it's it's very rare for us to be able to bridge to the Ukrainian community that is the non-Jewish community. So this is a wonderful outlet for us. Oh, well, that's great. Well, thank you so much. All the best. And we'll talk to you again soon. And
1: that ends our special two-part interview with Marla Rosher Osborne of Rohatin Jewish Heritage, a Ukrainian NGO dedicated to restoring the Jewish heritage of the Ukrainian city of Rohatin. The audio and transcripts for this two-part interview can be found online at the Holos website, as well as at the website of the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, the sponsor of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, here on Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Nash Hollis listeners were first introduced to Rohatin and Marla Rasher Osborne in 2014. The audio and transcripts of those reports are available at the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter website, www.ukrainianjewishencounter.org. They are also archived at the Nash Holos website. Go to com forward slash listen, select Ukrainian Jewish heritage, and type Rohatin in the search bar. R-O-H-A-T-Y-N I'm Pavlina, host of Holis Ukrainian Roots Radio Until next time, Shalom
7: Yeah. Сього роду в ті з під своєї, Україна Oh
1: London, England, that was The Ukrainians with the title track of their CD Diaspora. And coming up next, uh, one of many songs coming from the front, the ATO zone, the anti terrorist zone, and that is what is, I guess, officially the front where the Ukrainians are fighting against the Russian invaders on the eastern border and. Many soldiers come back with songs. They record songs that they've written there or they've written about their experience. And this one by Mirko Sablic talks about cursing the war and getting through the day. It's called Dark Temna Dark Night.
8: Temna Тільки гради свистять вдалині, без зупинок і без вихідних лупить арта скажена. В цей пізній час ти, кохана, в Фейсбуці сидиш, видивляєшся вістки за Молиш Бога за мене. Курва віна розлучила з тобою мене. Але вона неодмінно колись зкінчиться. Знаю тоді Знову ми, як колись, заживе, віра в це надихає мене і загарбником биться, нечисть повзе, вже осілася міцно в Криму, Пошматовано рідний Донець. Белу душах стражденных. Так я колысь Миди Дуню фашистил с так і я за поребрик зжену жену оккупантий мерзенных. Холоды сны. Бруд окопів у нігті проріз І лишу у сні Все ошатно і променисто Хоч би на мить доторкнутись до тебе з дітьми Обійняти стареньких батьків Прогуляти з помісту Вже багатьох Не побачиш у нашім строю Тіло в землі Але пам'ять про них Не тлінна Низько вклонись Всім в нерівному Here's what's
1: coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On Tuesday, October 17th, you were invited to an encounter with Serhi Kuzan and Vakhtang Kipiani at 7 p.m. at the Holy Eucharist Ukrainian Catholic Cathedral Hall, 501 4th Avenue in New Westminster. Serhi Kuzan of Kharkiv is head of the organization Free People, which supported and continues to support Ukraine's warriors in the Donbass. Vakhtang Kipiani of Kiev and Lviv is a historian and founder of the journal Istorychnya Pravda, Historical Truth. And more recently, he's developed an interest in the history of the Ukrainian diaspora. That's Tuesday, October 17th for an encounter with Serhii Kuzan and Vakhtang Kipiani, 7 p.m. at the Holy Eucharist Ukrainian Catholic Cathedral Hall, 501 4th Avenue in New Westminster. Admission is free. On Friday, October 20th, enjoy a pierogi supper at the Ukrainian Community Society of Ivan Franko in Richmond. The hall is located at 5311 Francis Road, between Railway and Number Two Road. Doors are open from 5 to 7:30 p.m. For more information, call the society at 604-274-4119 or visit their website, ivanfranco.ca. Nash Holis airs in international syndication on PCJ Radio International, broadcasting to over 20 countries on AM, FM, shortwave, and satellite radio. On Wednesdays, catch Nasholus Ukrainian Roots Radio, broadcasting live from Nanaimo to north and central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and in the Greater Vancouver Listening Area. Join me, Paulina, for the first hour in English, and Oksana Poparashnik for the second hour in Ukrainian. That's Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial, and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me, Pavlina, for another hour of fun on Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send dedications, requests, and suggestions to producer at com. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, follow Nosh Holos on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.noshholos.com.
7: Тай
0: на кличе, та хавожа канака,
3: просто ріше, вилітаю рівний край, всі, хто має крила, жде нас, ясний небокрай, жде віщина.
0: Безуть у висоти шісті, розривай за візу сну, ніби памутину. we
1: Portal words of Ukrainian poet Oles Bernek put to music for you there. Vichna taina Klechanas Eternal Mystery Calls Us. Up next, Jonathan and Diana Locker, brother and sister duo on the cymbala with Uhorach Karpatach in the Carpathian Mountains. And the inimitable Mickey and Bunny from Winnipeg and from a long, long time ago. That song actually is from a compilation CD, 24 of their greatest hits. And that song was about a near duel. It's called "Kalabai." Najjem jeszcze kilka naszych protamu, poranę przystatycia na środek tydzień, po wcięciach do domu wizkazate dopobaczenia. Ale przecież ja chcę znaleźć te wazte kemesłowa mnie mądrosze. Kto worojowi pidaetia, to inematemes jastia. And our proverb of the week translates as, "He who gives in to his enemy will never enjoy prosperity." Well, that wraps it up for another edition of Nash Holos. To take us to the end of our program, we have Anton Evasuk with Jason's Polka. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening, and Dobranich! ¶¶